Three, two, one. Oh, that, was not that was not good. It's okay. Well, we're fine. Let's just let's just move right. on. <laughs> right, <cool>. Oh, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, what's up? It's May second. How do you feel? Uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, I think this is anything's possible. Number thirteen. Um, we're playing some really, really awesome games. Uh, we just wrapped up the Outer Worlds recently, so a lot of people have probably heard that episode by now. Um, playing a little bit of Hyperlight Drifter. I think by this time this is out, it's okay to say that, right? Well, I don't. I mean, we're not doing Hyperlight Drifter right away, though. We're playing it, though. We're playing it. Yeah. But it's like backlogged. Yeah, it's backlogged, but we're it's on the horizon. Because so. it's it's too hard for me. It's just it's, 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 it's a hard game. I have a busy week coming up, all right? I have a busy yeah. week coming up. Yeah. But we'll have other good stuff coming up yeah. in the near future. How are you feeling? Regardless. How are you doing? I'm sore. What tell I'm tell, sore. tell tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> so fortunately, most of my friend group at this point down here in um San Diego has either had COVID at this point or they're fully vaccinated. <laughs> so not fortunately on the having COVID part, but the point is we got antibodies, antibodies on antibodies. <laughs> so we all had a, a big day, like a group of like 15 of us. Um, we had a sports slash a beer Olympics. Um, so it was like, a it was, it was the gauntlet, man. It was um the f- four hours, like, no, it was from like oh my God. 9 a.m. until around 2 p.m. was just sports. Back to back, we did like a round robin of teams with volleyball, football. Oh, I like football. Uh, dodgeball, and oh, kickball. Wow. And then we had a brief one hour intermission to go home and shower. And then we went straight to our buddy's house and we had a beer Olympics with the various drinking games. Um, King's Cup? Learned. That's not really like a Olympic drinking game, you know. It's um, quarters. We did, we uh, we did, we drink a lot of Coors. Yes. No quarters. I'm um, not sponsors. Quarters. No, we did beer die, beer pong, game called baseball, the drinking version. <laughs> 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 to clarify, and uh, one called four banger, eight banger, I think. And I'm really bad at all of them except beer die. Um, I played well in Beer Dye, so I was happy with that. Which one's your favorite? Well, that means Beer Dye is your favorite one. Yeah, and I actually, I really like the the other one, the Four Banger. Just really bad at it, but I digress. Anyways. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have a question. I have a game-related question for that. all that. Okay. okay. Oh. Were those games balanced? Were those games well-designed? Games? Those games required a specific skill set that I did not have. Which, Which is what? being good at throwing a ping pong ball <laughs> okay so they're not well designed games <laughs> not not for old for old matt <laughs> i felt really bad because this, this was competitive right yeah this was like this was scored there was a winner at the end of this and i felt really bad for letting my team down um i mean no one was being a dick or anything it was fine it was fun but i was like ah oh, man i'm kind of i'm definitely the weak link right now <laughs> i i have i have one more question about that the games okay 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 were any of the games that you played censored? Ooh, no, because Lucas, we live in America. <laughs> oh, we and don't we don't censor anything in America. I we forgot. Don't, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> we don't censor anything. First First Amendment. First Amendment. Yeah, baby. yeah. Um had to think twice about that one. No, Lucas, none of those were censored. I'm so glad you bring that up. How convenient. Because today, 
or anything's possible. We are talking about censorship in video games. Now, I, I, I think what a lot of people think about censorship in video games, they're going to traditionally and fairly think about things like maybe cer certain ports of games in certain countries getting censored. You know, for example, like the Wolfenstein series is very... They somehow managed to censor out Nazism, <laughs> as regardless Wait, of how. Really? Yeah, I, I think they like say I'm not. I haven't heard like the dubs for the German language. So I'm not sure if they strictly use like Nazi language. But for example, instead of swastikas, um, instead of swastikas, they'll have the Iron Cross, which is like a less extreme, I guess, Whoa. way to represent Nazism over there. Um. And then, so there will be things like that. And then, you know, very often, like in Japan, they'll often tone down the amount of, you know, say violence or gore shown in these games. You'll see if certain games, for example, like when Mortal Kombat, yeah, the original Mortal Kombat, when that was getting ported to like the, you know, SNES and those kind of consoles by Nintendo, they really toned it down. You know, there wasn't fatalities, there's was finishers. Yeah. And like the blood was turned to sweat. Yeah. yeah. And even games and like, kingdom hearts like here's the opposite right in kingdom hearts the you know japanese version when you're fighting the hydra in olympus coliseum it's green blood like how the hydra is supposed to have when you attack it whereas in the american port the american version it's like black smoke like you're fighting a heartless almost so there's always little things like that depending on where you go with the games um interesting but and occasionally the, the censorship can get political okay particularly in a case with a game called Devotion. So, a little background on Devotion. Devotion is a game by Red Candle Games Studio. The previously before Devotion did a game called Detention, a game I actually personally played myself. That was very. It's a very scary game. Uh, I remember I tried streaming it back when I was doing that a lot, and it's one that it's just very, a very good um, horror game set in like a taiwanese um school and so everyone is very excited for their follow-up devotion which is actually a first person game that i believe takes place in a um like someone's house almost like a pt type thing if you're familiar with that lucas a apartment complex in taipei is what i'm reading here okay there you go perfect thank you and so this game was released february 19th 2019 and put on steam globally Two days into the game's release, on February 21st, players discovered a talisman decorating the wall of the game containing the words... <laughs> um, Z... I don't know, I'm going to butcher these Chinese or pronunciations, so, or Mandarin pronunciations, so I apologize. Basically, the words saying uh, Xi Jinping, Winnie the Pooh in the Chinese seal <laughs> script. And, um, I know where this Xi is going. Jinping I know where this is going. <laughs> being the, uh, I think, the, the general secretary or prime minister, basically the top leadership. I'm not sure the exact language they use there. The top leader in the Chinese um, government. Um, bearing in mind as well that Red Candle Games is a Taiwanese company and Taiwan, and I'm not going to get, I don't know too much about the exact political landscape there, the geopolitical <laughs> landscape, but Taiwan and China have like a ongoing thing of like type, I think it's that Taiwan wants to be independent from China and China's like, no, you're part of us. And it's just a lot of um, bad blood between them because Taiwan's like an island nation off the coast. And it's just a lot of um, 
they're not unified. It's very yeah, point. yeah, and and it's, it's very tense. And it's very tense. Xi Jinping is uh, is a, is a Chinese politician who has served for the uh, general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party and is currently the chairman of the Central Military Commission since 2012. Um, and I just you know just to give people, like, I'm sure you're going to cover the, <laughs> the Winnie the Pooh. Go ahead, <laughs> continue because it's. I mean, it's it's an ongoing. If you haven't heard of this meme, people on the internet, w- w- wake up. All right, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep going. But yeah, basically, I, I don't actually. I don't know the origin. If you want to chime in on it, but I do know that basically he, he's often compared to Winnie the Pooh. Um, That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's somebody <laughs> high up in Chinese, uh, you know, Communist Party leadership who, you know, China has been very notorious for internet censorship in the past and. Um, they have the ability to do it in a lot of ways just because of their way they're set up. So um, anytime there's any ill uh, ill things, ill words spoken of this individual in China, it is censored online. So now we yeah, see an, an, an instance of him. And there's a meme of him being Winnie the Pooh. It's really, it's which is a hilarious meme. I, I don't, like, it's not, it's hardly an insult. It's just calling him Winnie the Pooh, right? I mean, are, are they? And it, like, I mean, we. Think about America. Like we compare Trump to like pigs, like, <laughs> and he's just like getting compared to this cute, chubby little teddy bear, and you get mad about that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, very, very different culture, obviously, and very different government from America. Okay, like, the United States rather. So continue along. Um, and then also on the talis- talisman, um, there were the words transcribed. Um, again, butcher the pronunciation here. Uh, Nima Bakui which sounds similar to the Chinese word, or excuse me, the Mandarin word for your mother. And then followed by, I believe the pronunciation of this next part is Pechi, which in Taiwanese Hokkien translates to moron. So also basically calling, I guess, Xi's mother yeah. a moron. Xi Jinping, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, your mother's a moron. Yes. It probably sounds so, better in Taiwanese. <laughs> As a result, uh, the review was, excuse me, Devotion was review bombed by the Chinese gamers on Steam, and the game went from you know overwhelmingly positive because by all accounts it's a very good game to mostly negative very quickly. Um, and of course, naturally, Red Candles, uh, Red Candle Games responded very quickly by patching out the art material, replacing it with a new talisman that just said Happy New Year, um, and their excuse was saying, "Hey, like." It was a placeholder. It wasn't supposed to make it in the full game, right? <laughs> um, and I, I'm guessing probably what happened was some disgruntled employee, particularly passionate and pa- uh, nationalistic for Taiwan, was upset and wanted to, you know, express that the little Easter egg and sneak snuck it in. I'm not sure that's speculation. I don't know the exact story, but probably something like that is what happened, I'd imagine. And then Red Candle had to try and cover for it. So very quickly, the game is taken off um, China's version or China's Steam in China, and then also very quickly um, on the 26th, shortly after, it is taken off um, Steam globally as well to avoid wow. you know backlash from everyone. Um, and very quickly as well, the studio's publishers, winning Skywalker, uh, and Inevident, Inevident um, cut ties with the studio as well. And basically, they're all going to shit. Man. Um, of course, though, the Taiwan vice pre- uh, vice premier, Chen Shimai, uh, spoke out in defense of the game. She, said, she was like, it's just an Easter egg, guys. It's all fun. Like, <laughs> um, So, of course, some love from Taiwan on that one. Um, but 
China did not stop there. The Chinese government in July of 2019, um, they actually went on to revoke the business license of one of the game's publishers in Deviance. And so wow. just like wow. destroying their, their network, basically. And not even the studio itself, but destroying the people that published, published it. it. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, you know, a little ray of hope. In December 16th of 2020, Red Candle announced that they were partnering with, I don't know if it's pronounced GOG or GOG, but it is the online store akin to Steam or Epic Games, but it's the online store owned by CD Projekt Red um, to release the game. And then shortly after when they announced that in December 2020, though, GOG released a statement on Twitter saying, well, after many messages from gamers, (laughs) uh, we have decided not to move forward with the release. So I'm assuming the Chinese gamer coalition very quickly organized against gog and um maybe threatened to not buy cyberpunk as maybe they use that as an excuse to not buy Cyberpunk. oh yeah yeah because we needed we needed (laughs) an excuse not to buy that game i forgot yeah yeah, um to 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 avoid the the false hype man Um, you know what's kind of interesting with that too so that came out i was actually so my cousin actually is the one that brought this topic up to me, my cousin Johnny, who'll probably be on a future episode. Shout out to you, Johnny. Um, he's the one that brought this up to me, recommended that this would be a good topic for an Anything's Possible episode. And look, keeping in mind, December 16th, 2020, is one week after Cyberpunk was released. So, like, this was Cy- CD Projekt Red trying to be like, yeah, we kind of fucked up the Cyberpunk, but, like, hey, we'll publish this cool game. Yeah. Psych. Yeah, whoops, <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> man so this game is kind of a toxic i like toxic thing to have around like no one can publish it it's kind of gone finally two months ago in march of 2021 uh red candle opened their own digital storefront to sell devotion wow as well as um their previous game detention and any future games the uh come out with oh okay and I, i'm seeing here there's also a drm free version for those games which i'm a fan of those those are the, those, those are the versions of games that don't need um, something to run like a Steam or like an Epic Store or like a authentication or sign. Oh, or something just, like that. just like download. Okay, yeah, the way games used to downloads. the way games used to be. The good old fashioned when you just downloaded. Just, hey, just I like my games downloaded. There's <laughs> <laughs> just regular DRM free versions. I like, I like organic pesticide free <laughs> video games. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, that is a uh, that's a crazy chain of events. So basically, a game comes out, scary game uh, comes out. Taiwanese developer, is that right? Yeah, Red Candle is a Taiwanese company. Okay, yes. so Taiwanese developer, um, you know, throws some shade at the good old supreme leader Xi Jinping, calling him Winnie the Pooh, and then saying, "Your mother." is a moron okay so i'll just come out i'll give i'll give a quick hot take okay and we can we could talk about it because I, I i do think this is really interesting if this were to come out if this were to be developed by an american company of the similar size and it was about donald trump it it wouldn't have gotten shut off of anything it just would have been a Nothing meme Nothing would happen it would have gone Maybe viral when trump had twitter he would have like <laughs> bitched about it yeah <laughs> but, but like i i mean the people people like talking crap on a political leader of a country that is so normal i guess to us here in america you know i understand that's america's favorite past yeah truly it is <laughs> like US's favorite i i get it like it's it's really tricky where you can't really do that in some other countries unfortunately you know 
I, I do find that appalling, you know, the ability to the inability to critique or criticize or even just make fun of a political leader in a country. It's just it has to be a you have to be able to do that. Right. And well, I, what's more crazy is how much it affected, you know, the studio globally. Right. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't even get it released anywhere for almost two years. Uh, I mean, even. Yeah. I mean, it was only just released two months ago and this game came out in February of. So oh, it took. Uh, over two years for this game to officially get released from its intended date and it's not like you know it should have been delayed like cyberpunk should have been delayed like this game just it was they were getting so harassed globally because of china and they were you know facing so many restrictions because of china i mean if they didn't open their own their own store storefront it probably never would have got never would have gotten out published because no no store would want to take this on and have the risk of the facing the wrath of the Chinese government, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy, too, because, I mean, I, again, I'm not totally informed on the political landscape of China and exactly what's going on there, but obviously I think like generally well-known that like the government is pretty strict with censorship there and things like that. And more so than even just like, on this game in general and kind of um, trying to make sure that they maintain the best image of China and whatever you know mediums of art they have there, even just for games in general, I don't know if you knew. I, I just found this out today. It's insane. Video game consoles were banned in mainland China in June 2000, and that was only lifted in June 2014. Did you know that? I did. I did kind of know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I, I had no idea. Everything they did was PC and mobile. That was totally new news to me. Isn't that it blew insane? Me away. Um, and that's just like, it's so interesting too, because then that means for like you know everyone coming into the company or into China like. That was a whole new arms race, basically, for consoles in that time, yeah. right? And trying to, like, gain faith and establish. And it's just – it's nutty because you would never see anything like that anywhere else, right? Yeah. It blows me away. I I think it's um, just on pure principle of, like, this particular instance. Um, I, I, I think it's wrong, right? I, I, I think that people should be able to say whatever they want in whatever medium that they that they have, you know? And it's a, it's a real shame that, like – you know, you've heard you and I were hearing way worse things said about our president, our American president for four years straight, every single day, way worse things yeah. on way bigger mediums, you know, so like, basically of an indie game, that's, according to the reviews here, it doesn't even seem like it's a bad game, it looks like a decent game, it's a, it's a horror game, right? Um, 8.2 out of 10 IGN. Yeah, out of 10 Edge. it's probably cool. I'd probably like it if I played it. You know, it's got an 86 on Metacritic. Um, Should look, probably do it for the pod. Probably do it for the pod. Ooh, that'd be that'd be a hot one. Um, standing up against uh, censorship. So I I don't know. I just think that uh, it's so normalized in America, right? Like political leaders just get shit on every single day in in bigger mediums than video games on the news, on mainstream television, on broadcast television. So it's like this here is just like kind of a it, it's such a overreaction to something like it's sort of like if if it just kind of became a meme and happened and died it just that's just would have been it you know it's um yeah it's the, what do you call it the barbara streisand effect where like something gets bigger when you try and stifle it on the internet you know so it's like this could have just been a meme it would have been funny for a week and everybody would have forgotten about it it wouldn't now it's a permanent shit stain on like this get this the f it, I, we were the only reason we're reading about what was said in the game, and the fact it's that he was called it was such a big deal. is because it was censored. Yeah, yeah, like that's like wrong. if they didn't, if if it just got patched out and then China was like whatever. Yeah, 
we never would have heard about this, right? Instead, they like take away their business license. They make the game unsellable. It gets kicked off Steam, and now like, now in in this guy's opinion, in my opinion, China looks like a bunch of whiny babies for like wanting to censor some some little indie Taiwanese video game developer. That's that's kind of what one of my takes might be. Now let me ask you this. Is there any situation where it's okay for a country or territory, what have you, to censor um, not only just a video game, but let's say like any form of uh, media consumption or like a book or art or anything? No. No. Okay. No. Cool. I don't believe I don't believe in that. I think that people, um, populations, and people and cultures can decide with their dollars and their minds whether they're going to care about something or whether it's going to it's going to stay standing if something's truly appalling to a society right if people really hate something right or they don't want it, they just won't buy it they won't support it it'll go away you know when you censor something when you say like we as a culture are deciding right now from top down that this is irrelevant or a shame or wrong to us or our culture you're trying to create a cultural shift from the top down that's not how it works right things always things always get decided from the bottom up trends people um, taste aesthetics anything always gets decided from the bottom up so censorship is is i'd say wrong in i never want to speak in absolutes but it's wrong in most most cases you know it's like dude I, it's like it's it's not wrong for wolfenstein to be like slightly less nazi-ist no, it's <laughs> yeah. not wrong for them to censor out the swastika, right? Yeah, I, you know, yeah, in, in I Germany. get, I get yeah. that. So, so, but it's wrong too, and it, it's wrong when it inhibits free speech. Yes, yes, and some some stuff is um, some stuff's marketability, um, which is really which is where the tricky part is, right? So, um, I just saw something recently, a post on Reddit that was really interesting, where Star Wars, um, the new one of the newer ones, I guess, not Rise of Skywalker, the one before that. Um, Oh my god! So guy. it's also okay, yeah. And um, sorry, thanks for playing, audience. But sorry, those Star Wars are so forgettable. It's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, Finn, right? African American character. That's his name, right? Finn. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On the movie posters for China for Star Wars, they took Finn off. It's the same. No. It's the same exact movie poster, except they took Finn away for the Chinese market. Bro, that's so. Trash. Is that censorship or is that marketability? Because like. It's just a movie poster that's just – and the Chinese market for movies is gigantic. They want to get people to go see these movies. But, like, having the black dude off the poster, I guess, is better according to whatever distribution or, you know, Marvel China. You know, that's th- – that's, this well, is you know a tricky thing. What's interesting, too, to go off of that is for, like, the Avengers movies in China, they would – have special scenes shot only for the Chinese audience that would be in the the Chinese theatrical versions where like for example I think this was in Iron Man 3 I don't I don't know if how familiar you are with the series like I am but in that in that movie Tony gets his arc reactor finally r- removed like he doesn't require anymore to live and he gets like the shrapnel around his heart removed and the people doing it in the Chinese like it's very it's it's glossed over like the medical team and the um, you know, everywhere else, but in the Chinese versions that were released, it, there's like a scene where they're like showing how like the you know the surgery will be done by like these Chinese teams with like some of the biggest Chinese actors and things like that. What? Um, yeah. So it's the the I, I don't know, I think there's some other examples of that and some of the other like Disney movie or excuse me Marvel movies rather, but um, 
Yeah, so they'll they'll add scenes to appear to try appeal more largely yeah. to the audience. Well, I, I know, and from what I've heard, they they think it's like the Chinese people don't even like like it that much. You feel like it's pandering, from what I've heard. Oh, really? Least. Okay, interesting. Um, they just feel like it's kind of like you're trying too hard type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, the Chinese people saved Tony Stark. It was the Chinese yeah. people. Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. I know that for Doctor Strange. Um, What's uh, Tilda Swinton's character in Doctor Strange, the um, the mentor type that like teaches him? Oh, everything. the 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 one. The one, whatever. I think it is. No, I, I know like, what it is. The the Sorcerer Supreme, or something. Yeah. Like that, so yeah. that in the comic books the is is a uh, is an Asian person. I think it's explicitly a Taiwanese mm-hmm. person. Um, so they. Her, they, they kind of went like you know blind on that as far as race and just said like no it's just going to be a, a white bald woman you know it's like it it's they didn't want to invite the controversy there because they could have cut off the chinese market by including that that character as that character authentically was in the comic books the ancient one the ancient one okay cool cool yeah. glad we figured that out so no yeah. i mean so some stuff there i guess there could be a fine line right some of its marketability and sellability and some of it's just straight up like I don't like the fact that this video game talked crap on me, so I ban it. Like, that's pure, yeah. that's that's just bad, bad, right? Like, it's not for any sort of monetary, like, and not saying that something but monetary gain automatically makes it justified. I think all these things are, like, have, some of these things have gray areas, right? Whereas, like, Marvel does need to make those adjustments to what they create for distribution because they ultimately need, are in the business of making money. Right, so they're trying to make as so, much. They're trying to appeal to the people. Yeah, right? it's a, it's a, it's a corporation making a financial decision is essentially what it comes down to, which is a more objective point of view. But like yeah. with censorship on like banning Harry Potter in school, like that's just out. Did that happen? That happened. That Harry Potter's banned in some schools for witchcraft. And was really, good. yeah, yeah, some fundamental schools wow. in the South. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so is so are things like really lame things too, like. Uh, not Percy Jackson, maybe Percy Jackson, but like kids, kids books, books for like young adults and kids. Basically that, things that don't follow the Bible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> dude, there's there's a gigantic list of banned books um, in a lot of fundamentalist. I mean, school, I, school yeah, I do know that there stuff. are banned books. Yeah, and yeah. some of them you'd be very surprised, you know, like Harry Potter in, in some places is still is like not able to be read by by certain certain people. And like that's that's insane to me because what you're doing is you are like – uh, imposing your own agenda upon a group of people you're going that top down route instead of that yeah. bottom up route and i i think that's where we run into a lot of really really bad issues um with censorship and you know it, it, the video game censorship stuff i mean it it's like i really hope that we don't run into more of these kind of instances in the future because it is very disappointing to read a story like this you know yeah i mean it's one thing like we were saying you know for you know, blood to be censored in certain versions of games or for like we were talking about like Wolfenstein for them to be censoring out the swastika in Germany. I mean, that's totally fine and understandable. Uh, but like to take a game out of existence basically and like not allow the people to consume it and to make their, own, their own choice. Own yeah. Yeah. And make their own, you know, it's just, it's, um, it's disgusting. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think as of, um, yeah, this this episode is going to come out on in three days from now, I think, on the 5th or 6th of this yeah, month. Yeah, 6th. So as of May 6th, 2021, I think we have officially 
um, severed our ties with the Chinese government. <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, I, I don't know if we could talk. I don't know if we could. Uh, I don't know if we can do our talks with them anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah. we might have to find a new new um, Zoom group for Thursdays. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's cool. So, um, so I, I guess we won't be on Spotify there. <laughs> I I, um, I do like that um, the DRM free version. I think that's a happy ending. Uh, some developers mm-hmm. are starting to do that kind of thing where there's versions of the game. Like The Witness has a DRM-free version, which I think is really cool. Um, shout out The Witness, as always, on this podcast. Um, that, that's that's cool because um, it is it is weird. It always does weird me out that Steam could take away something from my Steam library, something that I own. Um, I'm not sure. Like, If you own this game, if you own Devotion, can you play it? Like, If you bought it on February 21 when it came out? I think it... Ooh. That's a good question. Or did they revoke the ability um, to even like play the game or anybody that had licenses? Did they refund you? Like, what's the deal there? I'm sure. I'm sure the people that still have it in their library can still play it. I'm sure if they downloaded it locally, I think I'm sure they had it at that point. Yeah. Because. Because I played Detention, and I think I would imagine they would have, you know, taken everything off, and I was able to play that after I had bought it. So. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like while this whole issue was ongoing, and that's still in my Steam library. Yeah. So. Uh, I doubt, yeah. But, yeah, insane stuff, censorship, blood, fine, whatever, fine, Sen- you know, taking, not letting people think for themselves, bad. Yeah, <laughs> in, in yeah. In video games. Yeah, exactly. And in larger media as a whole. Yeah. It's bad. I agree. Yeah. You know, there was, um, in, you know, in the arcade scene when Mortal Kombat first came around, like, it really did get a lot of censorship. Like, it went all the way to, like, this, like, the the american government about that game you know and there's there's i mean that's probably what started like one of the biggest conversations of video games is like you know detrimental to to youth yeah health, do right? video games cause violence yes so do movies so do tv so does every, violent things cause violence it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of crazy right or you know not uh, sorry that's a that's a broad brush but violence th- violent media can contribute to violent behavior possibly right this the those jury's still out on that whole study but um, you know, uh, the, 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 about the Mortal Kombat stuff specifically, you know, that, that game, it was, people were so afraid that this video game was going to create such an up, upswell of like violent, horrible youth stuff. People were afraid. It was like, it was a straight up like red scare. Like it was in government, like there was uh, Senate hearings on this game. And it was, it was the first time that people became gripped by what a game could like the influence that it could have. And therefore we must shut it down. Um, but like, you know, a generation later, even like a couple of years after that, what, what did people play more of Mortal Kombat or anything else? Probably anything else like yeah, things, exactly. things have a lifespan, you know, like Mortal Kombat probably created a lot of gamers. It, it created a lot of fighting game fans. It didn't create a lot of like violent, head t- tearing off people and now a whole generation later mortal kombat the movie gets rebooted and people are like oh hell yeah mortal kombat like the same people that fought against it are like oh yeah i just watched the mortal kombat movie this weekend it was cool and it's like yeah, yeah. you know uh, i don't know i can i can go on that rant for a little while too yeah hopefully hopefully we don't have to rant on this in the future though right Oh, I don't know about that. I'm sure we have, we'll have to. I'm sure we'll have yeah. to be the watchdogs. <laughs> we are the watchers on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think we have, that's all we have this week on censorship. Lucas, would you like to add anything? No. Um, I think I kind of grinded my axe there for a second. Um, don't, sen- don't, don't, don't stand for game censorship, people. 
okay? Don't stand for not it. Okay. It's not okay. We, we, we have to be able to try new things. We have to be able to say whatever we want in any medium, in any art form. It is important. 100%. All right, everyone. I think that's all we got this week. As always, remember, uh, shoot, shoot us an email if you have any questions. Thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcast and the S at the end. We have a Discord. Find that in the links in our Twitter and Instagram bio. It's fun. It's neat. Come hang out. It's a good time. And just remember, everyone, as always, anything's possible. <laughs>